Hey, Happy Jacks listeners, just a heads up. Today's episode was recorded in our brand new studio. There's a little bit of an echo on my mic for the first portion of the episode. We do get it resolved, and you can check the show notes to see when that gets fixed. We hope you enjoy today's episode. I've lived a thousand lives. We are here and we are in our new studio. <laughs> uh, welcome to season 30, episode one of the Happy Jacks RPG podcast, where we combine friendship, tabletop RPGs, and unbridled enthusiasm. Oh, and unbridled enthusiasm. I wrote that. I know it. Well, you're a horse um, girl. Everything's bridled. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> to bring you a roundtable discussion based on emails sent in from gamers around the world. My name's Kimmy. I'm Kadave. I'm Stork. We didn't. We didn't work out who was. Yeah, we didn't. No, we're all failed already. I just went it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in today's episode, Thomas from Denmark shares his rewarding experiences playing RPGs with kids. Uh, Gecko State from Canada is struggling to get excited about running D and D, and Greg in Virginia wants to know what other RPG shows and podcasts we are into as hosts. Uh, if you'd like to be part of our show, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. And our past podcasts and streams are available through our website at happyjacks.org, as well as links to our awesome Discord, social media stuff, and much, much more. All right, announcements. I have a new layout. I'm very excited about my layout that I made for the thing. Okay, so first off, we are in a new studio today. It is not complete so we're gonna have we're having some audio issues a little bit um all the sound treatment isn't quite up on the walls yet so please please do not give up on us if you're like the sound quality has changed slightly from last week like we know we're working on it um we wanted to make sure we we got content to you rather than like what Jason always yells at me, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Yeah, don't let better be the enemy of good. I, be, I use that at work all the time. It's... And and I'm excited because I can go, hey! <laughs> yeah. We are trying to go... And I go... didn't just deafen a thousand people. Yeah, we're, we're going laveless, so we don't have like the clip-on mics that people used to like forget about and rip off. Or, yeah. or oh, I have to use the restroom, or stand up. Or it... all that stuff. So eventually it will be... It will be great. And, but right now we realize that there's a tiny little bit of an audio change. Um, if you're watching, you can see like the kerfuffle of acoustic panels behind us. They're not all mounted yet. Eventually they'll have these cool little light effects that I have. I'm so excited. Um, so hopefully that'll be in like next week. Uh, yeah. So anyway, bear with us. Forgive our mess. Hang in there. Um, but the lighting is a lot better. Yeah. Okay. The whole the whole setup is very nice. It's, it is. It's very very good. Also I very like comfortable. It is. I know. It doesn't feel drafty. No. It's I'm... a lot more space, and we have a bigger mini fridge now, so we have a, a bigger assortment of beverages available. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's all the way over there. Yeah, I know. That's, mm. that's just as the same distance it was before. Yeah, it's fair. just you don't have to climb yeah, over fair. a bunch yeah. of stuff. That's fair. Um, eventually, once we get it done, we'll make sure we take pictures and post them so you guys can see what it looks like. Um, if you're wondering, the tables um, are in like a triangle shape. So we've got people on that side where Stork and Dave are sitting. 
Um, I'm sitting on the other side of the triangle. We're like at a right angle from each other. And then there's a space for the GM eventually to sit when we do actual plays that is like the bottom of the triangle across the two. So none of us have to like turn our head completely this way to see somebody. I'm sorry, comfortably this direction. So we're excited about that. Anyway, I'm really excited about it. That's why I'm babbling about it. Listen, you put a lot of work into this. It's okay to talk about it. And sometimes people like a little peek behind the curtain. You know, we don't often talk about the work that it takes to make this happen. Yeah. And it is. There's a lot. There's a lot of programming. There's a lot of time. So if you if if you guys are curious about some of the stuff it takes, go ahead and write in and maybe we'll do like a little behind the scenes show or something. Yeah, oh for sure. I always like seeing that stuff, but I'm kind of a geek and techie that way. I just like to know like how does that work? How did you do that? I I have many times said the best thing I ever did for my RPG habit is make friends that are willing to do a crazy amount of work <laughs> so that I can just have wonderful recordings of all the sessions I'm right? It's great. <laughs> so I am very excited. Excellent. Um, yeah, and people are saying that my mic is a little electric, tangy. We haven't gone through. Like, we have multiple mics around here that each have, like, soundproofing on them, but we do have to go in and do those, like, micro tweaks that will slowly happen probably over the next few weeks hang in there don't give up on us amazing quality will be back and it's it may be better even because you're not going to constantly get people with like the brushing sound or the breathing into the mics it's like or the not possible. hair brush or the hair or... i'm feeling attacked <laughs> you're all... feeling attacked i've done all those hair things flip. at once <laughs> no, I, I i never had the hair issue i'll give it that the but... beard though yeah, but I go, luckily for me, I'm a Hawaiian shirt guy, so I always have a good place to put the mic. <laughs> it's a problem for the t-shirt crowd, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, second announcement. Uh, we are going to introduce Patreon rolling credits at the end, or maybe not rolling, but credits. They might not be rolling, who knows. But at the end of our shows, just to thank our amazing Patreons. Um, if you are one of our Patreons, we'll be sending out a form so you can put your uh, what you'd like us to call you on those, because a lot of people don't want to use their legal name for whatever reason, and that's totally great. Um, and if you're interested in becoming a Patreon, we ask $1 for each Friday show we put out. So all the APs and stuff you get for free. But the Friday show is $1 or more if you want, but whatever. But we're not uh, trying to make the Patreon huge or anything, but I would like to be paid back for some of the stuff that I spent a lot of money on recently. So uh, happyjacks.org slash Patreon if you want to donate a dollar for Kimmy. And not spending her child's college fund on the <laughs> <Jack> studio. <laughs> and if you're tuning in tonight and you're incredibly wealthy and you're feeling generous, we're not going to say no to that either. No. In fact, there's some real estate just down the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that. I mean, I'm telling you, I will be glad to help anybody spend money. Yeah. Anybody yeah. that wants to, you just give me a call. You can email happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Attention, Dave. Dave said <laughs> he would help me spend my money. Thanks. And Kimmy will put you in contact, I promise. I'll do the thing. Um, we're also going to be featuring uh, like fan art and stuff on those credits to make it more interesting. So if you want to make cool art and send it to us, we will make sure that you're accredited on it and we will feature it at the end of our videos. And whole tens of people might see it. It's very exciting. Um, and we're, if you already sent us stuff, we'll be cycling through the stuff that we've had given to us over the years. 
We've had some really cool art. Yeah. So cool. I, somewhere, I think I might still have the, the Mode of Sin black and white art that somebody did. It's so, so good. Cool, yeah. And Minerva, uh, who's in the chat room right now. Hey, Minerva. Uh, yeah, she does, has done some amazing stuff. And then we've started hiring her, too, since then. So, so and um, Lloyd did some amazing stuff, especially with Inukai. I love some of his stuff. Um, it's really good. And call to action. If you like Happy Jacks, Please make sure you actually subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. I know, especially with Spotify, it's really easy just to like listen and not subscribe, but please subscribe or follow and then leave a review. Um, it really helps us because it makes us more discoverable um, on all the platforms. So new people can, are more likely to find us. So it's a great way to spread the word about our shows without actually having to speak with anyone. So that would be super helpful if you'd like to do that. When we first started, there wasn't that many podcasts. Now there's so many so role-playing many. podcasts. Yeah. Role-playing's exploded since yeah. for the 13 years we've been doing this. so old. Can you believe that? Right. And, well, and also, like, it's not all on Apple anymore. Like, it used to be if you had a good score on Apple, true. like, people would find you because yeah. that's where everybody went. But now it's Spotify. It's all these other things. Um, so it's really... How do like, you... Like, there's so many places How do we get you. noticed? Yeah. Hopefully people will... We'll like this like us. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do do this do the thing i just said to mm -hmm. do. thumbs up <laughs> uh okay cool i think we're ready to start the emails mm -hmm. very nice who wants to read the nice first one from thomas in denmark gaming i'll do it sure i'm okay. at school in denmark i can probably navigate my way through this english not being his first language and english is my first language and i'm terrible at it so this ought to work out perfectly yeah it's all good hi kim and the Happy Bards. Kim E. Oh, there it is. Hi, Kim E. And the Happy Bards. I do have another mail caught in the line somewhere, but after having had so much fun this week with role-playing, I wanted to share a few stories. For years, I played RPGs with kids, sometimes as part of work, other times as a spare time hobby. Last week, it was winter break, and I did set up some games for the kids at the local libraries. Okay, first of all... Holy cow. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Very awesome. cool. That is so cool. At the local libraries, too. Plural, mm -hmm. so it's more than one. And I I kind of played a little bit with my kids, but I wanted to play. They sort of became self-nerding on their own, and they, they were into games. But I, I, it is so good. And kids take to role-playing games so naturally because it's just an extension of imaginary play. Yeah. It's completely and like... nobody's told them, no, you can't. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's that's, that's exciting, and I really love the fact that you are continuing that. Thank you. Spread the word. As always, it was great fun. We played Warhammer Fantasy Role-Playing, and it was a merry band of adventures for the kids rolled up. We had a warrior priest of Sigmar, two duelists ready to do legal killings for money, an outlaw, a seaman, an investigator, and a stevedore. That's fantastic. <laughs> Whichever kid made a stevedore, that kid's my hero. <laughs> like, what do you do in the game? My load stuff. I load stuff very well. Much shoveler. <laughs> yes. During the hours we spend together, the players uh, experience the old worlds of Warhammer while desperately trying to get punished, or not get punished, for getting into conflict with a band of nobles gone mercenaries. Unfortunately, the noble sons were troublemakers that indeed had murdered a priest of Sigmar, and the players did not find the body of the murdered priest. But it was a lot of headaches to figure out how to bring uh, one's social betters to justice. In the end... They got one of the nobles drunk, then interrogated him. <laughs> I, I yeah, you know what? Yeah, that it works. It's much better than what we normally do, which is try to threaten them. Yeah, like, <laughs> drunk. We should have got them drunk. Yeah. What were we I thinking? Like that's like little kids thinking of that. Oops, sorry, I burned down the manor. 
uh, and then interrogated him. And when he tried to flee, they shot him in the arm. Wounded and bleeding, he was ready to cut a deal as long as he was brought to a doctor and left out of the whole matter. To see, and that's good GMing. It's like, I'll take me to the doctor, but leave me out of this. That's awesome. He told them that the mercenary leader was just a man and that his drinking uh, was him trying to forget the awful things he had done in wars, that they should let him know about the murder. While trying to wake the mercenary leader up from drunken stupor, the players got in a fight with the noble mercenaries, and one of the nobles ended up dead. When the local bailiff showed up, everybody at the scene was happy to settle the matter, stating that the dead man was guilty of killing a priest, and that all the blood and wounds on everybody else was just one big misunderstanding. The players were happy to avoid the hangman's noose for killing a noble. The nobles were happy to pin the crime on a dead man. The cult of Sigmar was happy to pay for the characters for solving the crime. Everyone wins. Again, some awesome GMing right there. Tying it all up. Love it. The next day, we played another adventure where the players edged around a fledgling gang war between some merry halflings trying to muscle in on the local gang's territory while helping a noble lady get out some of the annoying trouble. She was the sister of the noble they made a deal with the day before. The noble lady wanted some incriminating pamphlets burned so that the lies they told about her wouldn't ruin her social life. The players were happy to help for a payment in gold, and they found the pamphlets and burned them. The only character who could read did notice that the text spoke about the lady being a worshiper in a concert with demons and was a bit suspicious. Putting suspicions aside, the players investigated the printer instead and found him making lots of dark, forbidden texts. In the end, there was a showdown at the print shop with flames, possessed printers, apprentices, dark magic, and plenty of sword blows and gunshots. One player almost died, but thanks to Warhammer role-playing fate points, he did survive a crushed hip, some badly broken ribs, and a bit of internal bleeding. Afterwards, there was some talk about going to a doctor, but when the players learned the cost of that... <laughs> it was agreed that the pain could probably be walked off. Just go walk out of rub some dirt in it. Sorry, you're crushed him. Just walk it off. You know, here in America, that actually happens. I know in Denmark it's all yeah. paid for, but here in America, people are like, it costs what? Yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, afford I'm that. just going to walk mm. it off. Yeah, right. My sweet I, summer child. <laughs> the kids had a great time and got to keep the dice they used as souvenirs. They all hope to get the chance to play role playing games again, and hopefully, I meet them again at another gaming table. Best regards, Spillmeister Thomas from Denmark. I love everything about this email. Yeah, I love yeah. I love the fact that he drove uh, through winter to like game for these kids in multiple libraries. I love his stories. I love I can tell just from reading his plot outlines how quick he is with yes ending mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and having all of these things tie up like the whole thing about the, it was all one big misunderstanding. The players are happy to avoid the hangman's noose, the nobles, like how quick he thought that up and put that all together for them. I, I'm, I really love, I love everything about this. It's yeah. great. I would love to play one of your games. So here, here's the thing that I'm most excited about is I'm thinking about in five years, and you go somewhere and find one of those kids running a game, yeah. and you get yeah. to play in their game. Yeah, like that is the, the dream, dream, right? Yeah. Like that is absolutely the best part about playing with kids is thinking about like, oh, someday mm-hmm. I can rest on my laurels and let someone else my, do the storytelling. My oldest daughter, uh, she played in games. I like to play, but was always hesitant about GMing because she's also a writer, kind of stuff a writer, and was afraid that she would take control of the narrative too much and she was and i, I looked sure. at her and said no this is just like teaching you just put on your teacher hat right and she looked at me like i was from mars and went oh my god i didn't even think about that <laughs> it's like you just put the teacher hat on and you're a teacher yeah. and and, yeah. and you, you have all those skills you went to school for it 
and now she's GMing games. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, she just said, change your mindset. That was all it was. She was like, ah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And all is right with the world. In fact, she's been playing with uh, DT Pines. Nice. And his, yeah, there's a whole online group that they meet up with. It's, yeah. She's having a great time. But my point is that she learned to GM and just decided to go with it. And it, as from a young kid and seeing that it was normalized and all of that and to now running them herself. Yeah. Well, yeah, all, all my GMing skills came from being a teacher mm -hmm. and it was the sort of the same thing where I was terrified of GMing and then people are like, why are you scared of this? You have 36 kids every day. Like, right. This is four of your friends hanging out. Like it's going to be fine. It's like, well, yeah. What was I thinking? You're, you're absolutely right. It's like a lesson plan and a and a scenario for the DM. It's exactly the same, isn't it? You gotta be it? flexible. Right? You gotta like encourage group participation and working together. It's all the skills. Yeah. You went to school. You got a master's degree in that. Yes, that is. <laughs> DMing should be easy. Yeah. Um, it's funny though because uh, I think it was Erica Odd in the Discord posted this uh, YouTube video about this uh, GMing horror story with kids and like how the kids were. Like trying to kill all the NPCs and the the G, poor GM like didn't know what to do. It was like overwhelmed, and he was used to going in. Actually, I don't know if it was he, but the GM was used to going into these situations with like after school programs and like being like savior GM who like stepped in when someone else couldn't run a game for kids and just like met their match with this one particular kid. Um, so it's just kind of it's funny because there are some kids who do default to violence and things like that and a lot of it has so much of it has to do with the the dm or gm and how they set up the game um if you make the npcs real for them they will treat them like they're real like they'll do a better job of that than adults will but if you've run or if previous dms have run things like a video game it's like oh, go through oh yeah kill that guy and take his money yeah, yeah. then they will have those habits and it's, so it's just great to hear stories like this of people really putting like a great foundation on on stuff for these kids so that as they go hopefully on in the hobby that they have great experiences and they don't see it as just like beat things up murder people kill things and take stuff i know grown-ups that play role-playing games like video games and we've, yeah. we've had them in our and, so, and it's <laughs> we've always talked about not not belittling somebody else's fun. This mm -hmm. is fun for them. This is the best they can do. And yet it can be frustrating when they've got a role player in the group and then a, just a guy that is bored. Why are you talking? I want to, I want to kill things. And I was a 14 year old boy playing role playing games back before video games really happened. Yeah. And that was a lot of what I wanted to do. I wanted to get my vorpal sword. I wanted to get, I wanted <laughs> yeah, it was to, all about like, get the cool, loot. get the cool loot. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But that's what a video game does now. And now I want more from my role playing games. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think it's, I think it's part of it's endemic of being trained by video games because that's mm -hmm. what you're trained to do. Oh, this is a game. I know what a game is. Oh, it's got, I created a character. I know how to do that. I've done that. And now I go out and kill things. Well, what do you mean? There's, I used to just go past all of that annoying dialogue so I get into the fight. <laughs> it, it it takes a different way of thinking about it. And, and I could see how a GM would might run into somebody who is resistant to that, especially a 14 year old boy who really sure. just wants to act out and kill things. Yeah. I think of the story, they were like eight or nine. Okay. So they were super young. Um, but one thing too, like a lot of 
uh, people who run games for kids want them to have a good time. So they don't want to like enforce rules. They think, oh, I'll just let them do whatever they want. They'll have a great time. And some of that's true, but it also means like they can end up having less of a good time. If they can just do whatever they want, they will just continue to do whatever they want and eventually they'll get bored. It's they, as much as adults, they like like bumping up against problems for themselves to solve and challenges they feel like, hey, we won. Kids need structure, right? So much. Like if They you love just, it. If you just, yeah, if you just like throw a kid in a room with a hundred toys, they're going to run around like a maniac for 10 minutes and then sit there and be like, I don't know what to do. And start crying. Yeah, and be upset <laughs> or bored mm -hmm. or what am I, I don't know what to play with. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or start tidying. But, yeah. <laughs> but if you're like, okay, so the first 10 minutes we're here, let's play this game and then the next 20 minutes we're going to do this and that and then the kids are like oh yeah awesome yeah they don't so. have like the planning structure choice skills that adults some adults do yeah. <laughs> i have days that yeah, i spent with same. that where i'm just like hmm i think we all need structure i think we, yeah I think we can all agree to the fact that I, i'm much better when i have you know, going to the same time, get up at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, it's like it's when you start going with kids, it, it affects everybody, yeah. especially kids. Yeah. But going back to the to the gaming thing, I think when you're gaming with kids, it's important to set up a type of game that um, helps with the imagination and less about just setting up the, the next kill. Mm -hmm. I think I think kids are kids can get that from a video game now. What, what I think is interesting and would be interesting for them is the social interactions or the puzzles or solving a mystery or so, you know even something along the lines of something of Scooby-Doo where there's clues and things to work out, which is clearly what he did with this. It's uh, it's so much more, it's a, it's a different way to game and I think it's much more engaging on their brains. They talk to each other, they talk to these NPCs mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily leads towards a battle. It can if it happens, but I think it's important to stress the the puzzles and social interaction and less the combat. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of um, games specifically being designed for that now and um, and specifically to help teach that and facilitate that. There's people who are looking into that um, for working with students who, who struggle with the, especially the, the social norms and expressing their feelings and things like that. Um, and I've been following it, uh, like articles and things, um, but it, I think it's such a fabulous tool that could really be utilized in a lot of really great ways to teach that stuff. You bring up a really interesting point. Um, I were talking to some people at work today about uh, kids. They had a party and such, and all the parents brought their kids over, but none of the kids interacted with other kids. They didn't really know how, and the parents weren't really sure if they should. It was sort of sad and weird, but that's kind of the new norm they're in. We've, we've got a lot of introverted children, by choice or not by choice, that... I think video, uh, not video game, but role playing games could help because mm -hmm. you're just learning to socialize and interact with each other on a, a and in a in a safe way. Yeah, and like, work okay. as a team and work as a team. Very good. like, you know, it, you can have a kid that's okay with socializing, mm -hmm. but then you put them in an environment where they have a common goal and they're just like, "I'm a bulldozer." And the other kids just feel like crap and they're not having a good time because one kid's like, yeah, but you know, it's a good. And then that kid someday grows up to take over a podcast and build a studio in her garage. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter actually had her like first like play date, like having a friend over last weekend. Yeah. So she's turning two next this month because it's April 1st. 
happy April Fool's Day. Um, and it went really well. It was nice. It was super. They played together at parks and stuff, but it's like, a, like we were saying with the, the house, the room full of toys. So they'd run around and look at each other and then run in opposite directions. And other kids were there and all this stuff. So they finally came over and they were playing in the backyard and they did a really good job. That's good. So it's fun. So now that'll be my my spinoff podcast is how to socialize your your COVID child. My um my a million dollars as the father of an introvert. My my youngest is very introverted, and when school stopped, mm-hmm. they were much happier with school online. Yeah. Um. But even they started craving interaction <laughs> yeah. they, were, they were like I, I i don't like people but the ones i do like i, I want to see <laughs> all right yeah but been challenge it has been all right second yeah. email number two <laughs> from gecko state struggling to get excited about D. don't we all though i understand yeah. amen so, yes. uh hello kimmy and the podcast crew I like that. I like thinking about that, like like the Mardi Gras cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we should build a big Happy Jacks float. I like that alliteration. Kimmy and the crew. I just yeah. don't want to build anything. Let's just not talk about building anything. <laughs> okay, I was up to like 2 a.m. doing acoustic <laughs> panels, right. so come on. No, but I, yeah, imagine, oh, when the doodah parade comes around, we could have a Happy Jacks float. <laughs> It'll be gross. I love how Dave sits there and looks at Stork and I. Yeah, we could have a float. I'm so excited about this concept. <laughs> I was in the dude parade as a kid once. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I was on a radio show. Oh, I played a kid in the back of a Studebaker, complaining about when are we going to get there? We near you? Do you remember like your exact line? I do not. Okay. Something are we there yet? Yeah, it was like a family of six trapped in an old Sudabaker. <laughs> and I was crushed up against the window, like, please, can we stop? <laughs> an old Studebaker. Yeah. And we recorded it in a Studebaker. Moving right along. <laughs> Moving along. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Sorry. It is my second time writing in. I'm still going through the backlog. Yeah, it takes a while. Uh, but I've almost caught up. I started off with season one a few years ago. I may have missed a season or two with being pulled from Apple. Mm. But, yeah, we get that. That's understandable. Um, he's on season 26 at the time I read. You're almost there. You are almost there now. Um, and we're pretty much the only RPG podcast that I listen to regularly. Oh, so, oh thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Cheers. I forgot to grab a beverage. We'll save it up for next time. Yeah. <clears throat> now, for why I'm really writing in. I've offered to run a game for a group of friends and family. I had last year run a short D&D 5e game for some of them. It went fairly well. Now we're wanting to start something again. Probably D&D 5e again. As I've opened my big mouth saying I'd run that. But I'm having a hard time wanting to prepare it. I offered to run the first adventure from the Tales of the Yawning Portal collection book. Mm. Cool. All right. Is that just like is that? a really bored portal? It just <laughs> oh, oh please, not again! It's that portal from the Star Trek episode, <laughs> yeah. right there. And it's just been on that planet for fifty thousand oh, years all by done. itself. Like, please <laughs> let me send some people back in time to kill that lady in the street. <laughs> <laughs> all right, 
I'm not sure if it's because it's a pre-written dungeon crawl adventure or because it's D&D and it's, it is not something I want to run right now. It's both. I'll I understand. That, yeah. to, be, to be honest, I caught myself before I caused a whole chorus of fairs. <laughs> um, I like starting from pre-written things to kick off a campaign. Because a lot of times, everybody needs a little bit to get their character footing mm-hmm. and having that sort of just... A lot of times, especially if you find a pre-written adventure in one of the like RPG core books, mm-hmm. they're useful because they tend to showcase a lot of the different stuff that's available in that system. Mm-hmm. I like doing that. It, but it's kind of like the tutorial in front of a video game. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of like you get to learn the controls. You you learn, no, you, you know, what you can and can't do. Yeah, yeah like learn to crouch, yeah. learn to jump over a log. <laughs> that was great. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm not sure if I should hold myself to running the promised game or find something that I would enjoy running more. Part of the problem is that my group is very agreeable and patient. Well, that's the... that doesn't sound like a problem at all. Uh, you are, you are. <laughs> well, no, I understand because if my they... group fights constantly, boy, am I lucky. <laughs> my group threatened me if I don't run D and D. No, but I understand what you're saying, though. Uh, like, it, it's hard to if you know your group is going to be like, okay, yeah, well, if you want to do that, we'll do that. But then secretly in their heart, they're like, oh man, I was really looking forward to playing D and D again. Like, oh, that's a bummer. Um, so you don't want to let them down. When you have a generous group, you don't want to be the one that, that lets them down. I get it. Uh, as I've run this problem before, and part of the long break was me not being able to decide what to run. Ah. Also, they're all new RPG players, so I don't want to screw this up. Oh. Any advice is welcome. I trust you all. Drink. What is that? Thank you from the west coast of Canada. A beautiful place to visit, I must say. Uh, the Gecko State. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Is there a PS? Yeah, yeah. I have to unstaple it to be able to read it. Oh, yeah. I tried to save space on the paper. It's all good. It's all good. The first PS in the new studio. (laughs) We missed our first To Be Fair, though. To Be Fair. To Be Fair. That's not in harmony with it. No, that's all right. I was waiting for Dave. I wasn't coming in. I I wasn't. Dave's like, I'm not the singer. I'm not To Be Fair. To be fair, to be fair. <laughs> that was a key. That was good. I have a good ear and I know how to sing. Nice. I just don't do it a lot. I I want to hear you sing now. Not on the no, I'm not gonna make you do it on the podcast. But like this is now my new goal. Like eventually I'm gonna get you drunk enough to sing for me. The karaoke. Sure. sure. No, not even karaoke, like just in my backyard. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna come over and Kimmy's like, well if you wanna run your game tonight, you better sing along. Yeah. Just dangling the key. Now. I, I think what you're going to have to do is have a musical episode in your in your game. Oh, you no. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, right. I don't I don't know if I could, like, Joey would rock that. Yeah, he would. Joey would be like, I'm here for this. <laughs> and Jason would be like, I'm sick tonight. I won't be there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And Anna would be like, I love my future husband so much. He's amazing. You've already written this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's all happening. This is like this is right going now, on yeah. now. The yeah. script. Uh, all right. <clears throat> P.S. Thank you for all your years of service. And Stu, thank you. I agree. Uh, you're uh, you're like an RPG uncle to me. Aww. And thank you for starting the podcast and bringing these fabulous people together. You've all changed my life. And not only by the podcast, but fan base too. So genuinely and humbly, a great thank you, Happy Jacks. 
You're that is very kind. Uh, and I completely agree. Totally. I'm exactly in the same boat as, as you. We've talked about you a couple of times. Like yeah. You met us through this podcast. Yeah. And now you're like one of our well, closest friends. I was fans of you guys from visiting the Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. And then I got a job where I was driving a ton of miles. And I was like, I can't listen to AM radio anymore. <laughs> I will murder someone. So I started diving into <laughs> podcasts uh, and downloading them and putting them on a little... USB player because it was pre iPhones, mm-hmm. guys. I don't know. There was a time before was 13 years ago. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Uh, last week we read Hoser Rob's first email. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. It's so cute. Like, oh. But it's weird to think about that. Like, we just come in and we sit here and we just talk and mm-hmm. stuff goes out into the void and we don't really think about it. And then somebody like you comes up and goes, Yeah, I've been listening to you since day one and I recognize your voice. And oh, that's, that's Tyler over there. And, there's, and you're like, What? Mm-hmm. Weird. You know, the thing that is interesting for me is all the relationships that have started. Mm. Like, we had people tweeting about, oh, yeah, hey, I met my wife through Happy Jacks. And Joey and Adam are getting married. They met through this. Uh, Gina and Jeb. Like, all these different people, like, started, like, we've also started, like, life-changing friendships that, like, just are completely, my life is completely different because of Stu asking me to be on a podcast one time. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know, it's just this weird, I don't know, Nexus event, the starting of this weird little podcast that, like, spiraled out and has changed people's lives. It's yeah, interesting. It's, it's, remember how D&D or role-playing games used to be sort of maligned as you, you, you spend time alone in a basement with a bunch of people. And you're like, yeah, but it's a really social event. Yeah. And this is proof of it. It's like when you're doing this, it's so social. You run into people, you meet people, you go to cons, you host a podcast, and mm-hmm. they... Next thing you know, there's tens of people that know you. Yeah. <laughs> but I think my favorite thing, though, has got to be the fact that we have cultivated a listener base of people that are awesome. Yeah. Like, every 100%. time mm-hmm. somebody comes to one of the cons, they're just so cool. They're the like, coolest. Our fans it is are such very a, cool. such a favorite thing of mine when somebody's like, I flew, like, uh, Craig flew all the way from, from England to, to see us. Yeah. or. That's Hive so Mind came from Japan yeah. to see us. And it's yeah. just like, and they're so James. rad. It's very good. Cool. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And it's nice because if they keep listening to the podcast, that means they generally agree with us <laughs> so that we can be friends. <laughs> like, it's a way to weed out people. <laughs> like, well, if they listen to a few episodes and they're like, oh, golly, I couldn't play with those people, then I'm saying, you can't play with me. That's great. Don't like my friends, you don't like me. Yeah, exactly. Well, we should probably help him with this problem. Any yes. ideas? We can get to that in a second. We've got oh, lots okay. of time. All we right. Keep talking about how awesome our community is. <laughs> it's been um, it's been interesting with kind of building up the Discord in the last month, couple months, whatever it is, because um, lots of people have been kind of coming out of the woodwork who haven't been around for a while, and so that's been really neat. Like. People coming back and starting to listen again after they haven't listened for a number of years. Um, the map that we added to the website has actually gotten people really excited. We have a listener in Africa. Okay, so that means that we've conquered every continent. I think every continent. We, we definitely have listeners in South America. Yes. Like, I see it on our podcast We've had statistics. emails from people in Brazil. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Nobody's tagged themselves on the map, but I'm counting it. Like, so we have. We have... We've conquered the world. And the North Pole. We, we have people Milk in, the giant we have people cow. In, we, have, ah, 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 we have people in Finland, and that's 
above the Arctic Circle. So that counts, right? And we, yeah, and a few weeks ago we had um, the person who's in Canada in the military in that base that has no connection with the outside world. Remember? Um, oh, yeah. And they were like, we're basically at like magnetic North Pole. Okay. So I, that I'm counts. counting it. That counts. <laughs> but yeah. If you don't if if you if you listen and you haven't like act like actively like reached out and started meeting the community, like you should. It's awesome yeah. and like there's so many people who have genuinely supported other people in the community through some of the best and some of the worst things you could possibly think of and just everybody's there for each other and it's amazing to have a bad day and like go in there and talk to people about it or be stressed out about something especially over the last few years and having so many amazing people be there to support you and just be great discord has a reputation for being and bringing out the worst in people, even the name, mm-hmm. you know, they've, they've labeled themselves as, as discord. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yet everything I've heard is that the happy Jack's discord is full of lovely people, very supportive. And it's very cool. Yeah. So don't let the fact that it's on discord deter you. Well, also like there's other ways, like, like uh, Twitter, like all these different things. There's ways to connect with people. Um, sure. There's a, we still have a JackerCon discord where people run actual play games or not actual plays. Like, run games for each other. Like, regular games mm-hmm. that are not actual plays. Um, and just... Uh, so, there's a there's a very active gaming community as well. So, yeah, My daughter hooked yeah. up with a bunch of the uh, Happy Jackers. Super and great. And, yeah. And it, not everything... Not everything ends up on the podcast. So, there's a whole community there of people that would just game with each other online. But they're Happy Jacks people. But they're... You know, you're, you guys don't have to worry about being on camera or making it interesting for the audience. It's just to play. Who's a Rob in the chat goes, um, actually, actually, he didn't say that. I just added that part. Discord can mean conversation. It does not have to have a negative connotation. He's right. It's true. Is he sure he's not talking about discourse? I think that might be what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. You really want to uh, actually him? Well, if he started. <laughs> David's glasses the, now. He can actually push the, the glasses. I do. You did the Oscar Goldman glasses. I've been, I've been, I've been on this podcast long enough that now I have glasses. <laughs> it's from reading these things. Yes. At least give me printed out a decent font size. I did. I picked a font size. I'm not going to read Rob's reply to you, Dave. That's fine. It's probably not safe for the internet, He's which probably, says a lot. He's probably we're an adult podcast. We're fine. But. It's just going to piss him off. He's just going to be like, <laughs> seething. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, uh, mail so, three. That's my... Oh, you're, oh no, no, you're reading we, still. We Sorry, still, we're not we, done. Yeah, we still got to figure out yeah. what uh, what he should do oh, yes. to make yeah, yeah, D&D interesting. Yeah. We just yammered on. We yeah. were just going to skip by. There's no... D&D. It's D&D. Yeah. So here, here's the deal. Find a game that truly excites you. Bring it to your group and say, hey, guys... I know we talked about playing D&D, and I understand, like me personally, I do understand that D&D is kind of the lingua franca of, of RPGs, right? It's the universally known, in aviation terms, it's how English is the, the language of aviation, right? Everybody knows attacks of opportunity and, you know, um, uh, rolling sneaks and, yeah. you know, everything. I understand the D20 and, and how that works and stuff. So, yeah, it can be hard to sell a different game to people. Mm-hmm. But 
find a game set somewhere with something that is exciting to you, and that excitement will help make a better game for them. Like, even if you're feeling guilty about the bait and switch, like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll play D&D, I'll run that again, and then, oh, hey, guys, I have this other thing. If you're truly excited about something, it's going to shine, mm-hmm. right? Rather than, oh, it's D&D. Yeah, but it sounds like he's already committed. Like, they, they've even picked what uh, adventure they're going to run. Yeah. I, I mean, until you start playing, you haven't committed. The only recommendation I can have is um, try not to run the standard trope D&D. I know the game is set up to have the healer, fighter, mage, rogue, and that's it, right? And variations on that flavor. I find the more interesting games for me are when you sort of subvert that. And the, and the, and the adventure has to sort of be crafted around the fact that you're not going to have like the traditional party. Balance. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were talking about the game that we ran, which was uh, Mission Embardable, where everyone was a bard. And it was a Mission Impossible style game. Um, but we had different types of bards. We had like a, a, a second story man. We had a con man. We had a fast talk bard. We had a we had a bard that was into uh, like making traps and things. We had a war bard, right? Like, and I so, smash things. So and but the whole and the whole point was to break into this castle however they wanted to and rescue a kid and get back out without being seen and without raising a commotion. And it was a re- I thought it was a fascinating kind. And that concept could have gone on. Adventure after adventure after adventure. Mm-hmm. But it was crafted as well that you didn't necessarily need the healer and the rogue. And even though bards could kind of do a little bit of everything. So all of those are sort of covered. But it made the game interesting to GM. I think it made it interesting for the players. And so you could do very similar things like that. You could have a group of urban rangers that are, you know, solve crimes in, in the city. You could have... You could steal the vision of Barbel that we had. You could also just have like a Harry Potter type thing where everyone plays um, a, somebody that has a magical ability. You could have a sorcerer. You could have a blade wizard. You could have a, a, a cleric or a healer. You could have a, even have a bard. But everybody's got a magical... And you could start them young and they're in a school and they get assigned or something goes wrong in the school. Yeah, but don't make it Harry Potter because Don't make turfs. it Harry Potter. Right. But you could use it as a jumping off point. It's yeah. like you are in a mage school. Yeah. It doesn't... You don't have... It doesn't have Magic school. Yeah. Uh, again, that's it, it makes it interesting because you're not stuck with, all right, who's going to play the fighter? Oh, I'll play the fighter. Uh, I don't like him, but I'll play the fighter. And uh, you don't want to play that fighter. This one's much better. And here, if you build it with use these speeds, that makes it much better. It's already the game's been ruined for me. Yeah. Like, I want to play the character I want to play, and I don't want you telling me the, what the best build is, damn it. For me, like, yes, D&D is definitely not my favorite choice, but... Running a pre-run adventure, that sounds like a nightmare to me. So, like, also reflect, and maybe that part of it, like, maybe it would be more fun to create your own world with these players mm. to play in. Because um, it's, like, going back to what we were talking about earlier, it's the difference between running a lesson plan somebody else has written or writing a lesson plan that I've written. And that, that may not mean a lot to a lot of you, but that's a world of difference because it's... Your own style. I get to put myself into the lesson plan as well as just uh, doing whatever the hell I want. Like, not just following, like, a formula or a recipe. You know what I mean? So, for me, I think that's probably the biggest thing. But that may not be your... That may, that may not be your problem, Gekka. I, I, I tend to look at all pre-written adventures more like an outline. Mm-hmm. Like, here's some important beats that can happen. Mm-hmm. And then... 
once you once you open up that little pouch and that butterfly of an adventure flies out and then the first player just smashes it on the table. Right, now you're done. Now that part's done and you go in whatever direction it's, they decide to go. It's kind of a small manageable. You, like if you put them through the Tomb of Horrors or whatever, it's, it's yeah, kind of... Yeah, there are some things. And especially <laughs> this, I'm not familiar with this particular... Uh, whatever it was, the yawning like, portal. The boring, yeah, the, sleepy, the boring portal. Sleepy circle. Sleepy portal. Mm. Uh, <laughs> sleepy tube. See now, now I'm excited about this game. But <laughs> have you as the GM run it? Yeah. Like just, just no. Oh. oh no! It went to sleep again. What's a narcoleptic portal? <laughs> the narcoleptic portal. Like one person you goes just, through and it falls asleep. You have to get it. <laughs> you have to get it to yawn. And everybody's to run in yeah. in the middle of the yeah. yawn. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where are we? Yeah. Be yeah. Amazing. I, I want that. Yeah. That's good. Again, you're kind of subverting the trope, right? It's no longer are you just like, you know, let's get a bunch of other people together, we'll go into a dungeon and bash things. Uh, I've often thought it would be fun to run a game from the monster's point of view. Like, they're all hanging yeah. out in the dungeon, right? Having tea or whatever, there's, visiting. There's that and then there's RPG. like Yeah, there's a new uh, Skeletons? Okay. Yeah. Where you, like, all the players are skeletons that are just asleep in a tomb. Okay. And part of the rules is you actually have to, like, close your eyes... And sit there, and it makes you sit there for like two minutes, with your eyes shut, the lights off. Two minutes is a long time. Yeah, but yeah. it's it really gets you into the mindset of like someone has invaded our dungeon, and then you all stand up and play, mm-hmm. and then That's if you cool. defeat them, then you go back to sleep. And it, but it's an interesting game. If you think about the if you think about the layout of a dungeon, it's like the trolls next to the orcs next to the skeletons. They're all hanging out together. There's mm-hmm. got to be a place to like you know they, they, it's not like they don't leave the rooms and get attacked themselves or they or their friends. So like they, I can imagine they're all hanging out playing cards and the little bell goes off. Oh right, people are here. Everybody places. It's like fright night at yeah. Magic Mountain. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh god, somebody's coming. Everybody get ready. <laughs> uh, Forlorn Hope 22 in the chat room says, Wow, Yawning Portal is just a bunch of old dungeons. Don't run that. Oh. Right. So maybe think about that. Um, yeah, yikes. That does not sound like my cup of tea. I always enjoy the world building. It's really my, my favorite part. And yeah. even though I might put in a module or use, like you said, outline or as a jumping off point, I still like to build the world. And if you can build it with your characters, it's even better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were talking today about a game that where you were talking about that you start in a manor house and from there you kind of build out and you can add to your manor house. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a great way to, to do any game, which is you start small, everybody, you know, meets in the, in the cafeteria of your magic school and it's somebody, you know, it's got the plot seed and you, you move from there and your players can, again, as a GM, he's like, well, t- why don't you tell me about the layout of the school and what's, what's, uh, how do, how do you guys travel and, and what's the city? Is there a city near the school? And all of that stuff gets fleshed out as you play. Mm-hmm. It's, it makes it so much more interesting for everybody because now everybody's got investment and buy-in. Mm-hmm. No, I will say that I can go in for the tactical mini game sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like getting into just dungeon fight and figuring out how to survive and how to do all the things your character can do. And especially if you get into some of the classes in D and D now that are able to help like lend actions to other people and move mm-hmm. things around the battle mat and, and all that stuff like that's neat and it's fun. And I enjoy that. It's just, I couldn't do that for session after session after session. Yeah. Like, Give me a, a solid session of a crazy big fight. That's awesome. Yeah. And then next time, let's deal with the aftermath of that. Because my biggest story. problem with D&D is the power creep and how long combat will end up taking. It mm-hmm. might start out fine. 
but eventually you can spend all night long clobbering something and it's just you they hit you hit they hit you hit um it just gets tedious yeah it's better than it was in 4e but uh uh wizard canada in the chat room um is says yeah it's a bunch of dungeons that the portal itself in a bar just sends you so now this yawning portal is in a bar, in bar. yeah like our story is getting better because this yawning portal that just like keeps falling asleep. And the bartender's pissed because yeah. he's taking up seats at the yeah. bar and right? getting tips. Oh man, we the can make this so much better. They say it's uh, just a way to bring a bunch of old dungeons forward into 5e with minimal, minimal effort. But I feel sure. like there is a, a kernel that could become an amazing... Could be hilarious. Yeah. 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 Oh. Tales from the Floating Vagabond. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts in yeah. the sort of Nexus bar and mm-hmm. we had all of the... Or uh... <laughs> you shut them all down to start playing D&D. They go through the portal and then you pass out new character sheets. <laughs> there you go. For, I don't know, Tales from the Loop. And you're like, hey, you're a 12-year-old yeah, you kid in Nevada. Yeah. Or Tales from the Floating Vagabond. Or I just slammed on the Weird West or something. Yeah. <laughs> I get excited about that. Like, just, just hey, it's not D&D today. Or... or Use that as a, like, every time they finish a dungeon, do a one-shot of some other game. That is so Keep it cool. interesting. And then then they come back to the dungeon for the next level or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. And especially because the, uh, I think that you said that they're new players. Like, that would give them a taste of a lot of different yeah. systems. And if at some point they're like, wow, we love this game that we tried... This was super fun. Oh, I love this one. Then yeah. you're like, aha, I'll put a check mark next to that one for next time. Yeah. I mean, RIP your free time for trying to learn all those systems. Wouldn't but... it be cool yeah. if like you know you have your core D and D characters, but they sort of figure what, what's the what's the GURPS one that Stu liked so much? It was sort of a Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool like you get this portal in your D and D world and then you just every time you step through you end up in another place at a time. But it's the same people. But now, let's say, you know, I'm at the Star Trek where you become gangsters yep. or uh, or you end up in the Wild yeah, West. Yeah. And uh, it would be, that's a great way to play D&D because all of a sudden that's, you uh, can maybe try to use the same rule set, but it would be a whole lot I trying different things. I put together an ill-fated con game uh, with Tim Huntley. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that was your problem right there. No, no, it actually worked out really well. Except, like, the the core idea of it was every player character was from a different RPG system. Oh. I remember that. Um, I do remember you talking about Oh, this. yeah. And it was super fun. And the idea was they kept falling from <laughs> world to world. Mm-hmm. And whoever's character was from that world had advantages, right, that they, the other players didn't have. Um, and it was cool. And it worked out all right. It was just... A combination of a lot of math and a lot of real fuzzy math mm-hmm. to make it work. I don't know why I keep looking. For some reason, I've noticed myself. I'm not looking at the camera, everybody. I'm sorry about that. I keep looking at the microphone like it cares. <laughs> yeah. It I'll do better. Care. It's got a little light. Yeah, it's, it's a little light. It's friendly. Yeah, yeah it's it is. friendly microphone. The camera looks mean. It's like it looking does. down at me. Like, little blue light. And down here, it's just cozy. It's, it's got its right little like it's a baby nook. thing around it. Yeah, it's a little it. yeah, yeah, a little mic nook. Just yeah. want to curl up in there and read a book with it. Yeah. <laughs> the camera's just all haughty. It's like a little artillery there. Industry. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was. Yeah, that didn't sound like a good <laughs> idea at all. It it wasn't, but it was hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> and we had a really good time doing it. Mm-hmm. It just was. More complicated than I thought because I ended up with a bunch of players that actually knew all the systems, 
So then they were like, well, how does this rule apply in this world? And it was like, yeah, mm, I sure thought of that one ahead of time. Wink, wink. <laughs> I think you should play Traveler. I think uh, because that way you, everybody designs their characters by themselves. You know, all these th- weird things happen and, it, and it's it, people are laughing and people are worried. And by the time you're done with the character generation, everybody is bonded, having a great time, and they can't wait to play. And you can play any kind of game in the Traveler system. You could even dump everybody onto a primitive planet where they have swords and armor <laughs> and just use the Traveler rule set. Okay, everybody, we're going to play tech level one. Right? Traveler. You could. I hope you found a stick. <laughs> it can be I like rust. Say, every time you tell a story about Mission Impartable, yeah, I picture like a mini orchestra all playing, like a, like a fantasy bards playing the Mission Impossible theme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but it's like... Did you, on like their violins you, and like lutes and you stuff. played all the Witcher games, right? Yeah, this was inspired by the one of the side adventures where he has to steal something from a house, so he ends up going to the circus and, and recruiting like the acrobat oh, yeah. and uh, the magician, <laughs> yeah. and and that's what I decided. I'm like, yeah, this, so this troop of of <laughs> of. I remember that. It was very that's, weird. But that's the one. That's what. That's what the Mission Impossible is. And yeah. then I thought, well, Mission Impossible really is just full of these multitaskers there's the gizmo guy there's mm-hmm. the face guy there's the and why don't we why don't we try to do this in a fantasy setting i thought it worked really well it did um, yeah. yeah i unfortunately dave did most of the heavy lifting because i was again working and so busy at the time i'm like here dave make a bunch of characters i have this great idea but i can't help because i'm busy working <laughs> sometimes that's perfect though I've, I've told you before like it's it's sometimes it doesn't matter how long you've gm'd games or anything sometimes you just sit around and you're like i, I don't know what to do yeah I don't have any idea what's coming next or what to run next. And then every once in a while, you'll just be struck by lightning or have a friend that's like, oh, hey, I came up with this idea. We should do it. And I thought it was really cool. And we actually took, I actually went and looked at old plot lines from Mission Impossible. And mm-hmm. we, we found one and just, yeah. just changed it a little so that it would fit with the medieval time. So all the work was done for me. Here's our plot. <laughs> Here are our characters. Yeah, we're like, Go. what are the chances that we get a player that's like a super Mission Impossible <laughs> fan that watched the show on TV back in the day? Yeah. Has that. And we didn't, luckily. That, yeah. That would have been hilarious. Though. Right. Like, oh, this is season three, episode 12. Like, and again, oh. it's it's kind of what the freak show was, too. Mm-hmm. The, the show that I, the game that I, we came up with, which is where, uh, you know, everybody sort of has their own skill set and they're a a band of freaks that go out and solve crimes or Mm -hmm. mysteries yeah speaking of which you should watch nightmare alley if you haven't it's on the list it's on the list it was a good movie yeah yeah um you should watch moon knight i'll get that that just came out this week (laughs) i'm so excited about that i haven't started it yet I still haven't even watched Spider-Man, though. I'm Me still either. behind on everything. Me either. I'm really behind on that one. Yeah. I need, Sam and I were planning to watch it this weekend. I, I'm i not going to watch Eternals. I, don't. I know I probably should. No, okay. don't. You're I, better off not. Yeah. I was I was viscerally angry at that movie. Like, I was... Yeah. Like, I knew it wasn't going to be great, but I was like, I am here for Angelina Jolie being a badass warrior, and they... Spoilers, fucking stole that from me, and I will never forgive them. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I was so angry. I was so mad through the whole movie, and I just kept getting more angry. And then the the pacing problems are just out of this world bad. Like, 
like my fourth graders write better paced stories mm. when they're talking about what they did at lunchtime when they hate writing like than this movie like nightmare like nightmare and they didn't even like they totally torn toned down Jack Kirby's designs like you can see it if you look at it you're like yes like if you close your eyes just a little so it like is like already cutting out some of the colors you're like that's Jack Kirby's work and then you open your eyes all the way and you're like oh that's Jack Kirby if he didn't have any colors okay I like I feel, it I feel like she's sugarcutting it yeah, yeah. Very I'm, angry. I'm not really sure what she thinks I'm saying the non-spoiler angry version yeah. I was very angry poor Dave and them came over and hung out at my house like very after it and I like I'll talked for 20 minutes about mm-hmm. how angry I was at this movie and I delight in when people are very passionately upset about <laughs> movies plus we were all drunk <laughs> and eating yeah. a bunch of good food so no, it was but great I mean, I, no I mean I legitimately like it like I like when somebody's passionate about either hating or loving things because then it's interesting Right? If everybody's like, oh, that was all right. It's fine. Then you're done talking about it. Yeah. And you have nothing to talk about. Plus, it's always nice for me when someone else has a reaction like I did to the new Star Trek movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I just turn into a ball of molten rage. I, and I want to <laughs> tell the you, world And you bring it. up a really good point there for the people out there that, that don't know about your hate for the Star Trek movies. Yeah. You should, well, now you, you should, do. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Angry burning The fire. Kelvin universe is wrong. And it should be ashamed. Like, the first meeting with, with Captain Kirk, you had the best observation at all. Which is, like, you, 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 Captain Kirk is supposed to be... He... Captain Kirk was always... The super short version. Was always supposed to be a brilliant person. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he was always... One step ahead. Top of this class. And yeah. one step ahead. And, you know... He, uh, he, and a, he beat the Kobayashi Maru. Mm-hmm. And a great leader. Yeah. And, and, yes, I understand he cheated the Kobayashi Maru test. But he right? got an award for creative thinking. But in the new movie, they do the Kobayashi Maru scene and they made Chris Pine play him like he was a douchebag. Like, disrespectful to the whole experience and yes. and to Starfleet in general and all of that. And it was just garbage. I didn't, I didn't like it. And then they made Spock... Into like crazy rage maniac. It was ready to fight all the time. Like, oh, I'm so angry. Like, no, you're a Vulcan, dude. Chill. <laughs> Just anyway, I could go on for hours. I won't. I will not subject everyone to. You, br- you already brought up some very good points because I Absolutely. it's nothing I'd fully considered. And after I listening to your diatribe about it, I'm like, you know, Dave's Dave's got some really good points, yeah. and he's right. It's funny because I used to think it seemed good. It seemed fine, but. I've now, since then, gone back and actually watched Star Trek. Because yeah. that was, when I was writing Starscape, it was my, my big thing. And now I'm like, oh, it's so wrong. It's right. so bad. It, and yeah. here's the thing. If they had just made generic science fiction yeah. action movie, it would have come out. I would have gone to see it. And I would have gone, oh, all right. That was a generically good science fiction action movie. But then you made it Star Trek, and you made... None of the interesting moral conundrums of Star Trek. Right. The whole social commentary of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Just Very, throw that all away. Yep. Make an action movie out of it. And then use all With the same flares. characters. So many lines. In flares. which you can only see 40% of the screen <laughs> at any given time. <laughs> like, why did you pay for special effects? 
Do you just have no, some idiot in the no, background with a flashlight? But that's the thing. They actually had to put in those know, level yeah. digitally. Those don't exist. Right. No, but I mean, <laughs> a lot of them so annoyed did at that. Because they legitimately had people with a hand in the frame shooting a, a flashlight at the camera. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What? Well, I think they had Chris Pine do um, the Kirk that is like the the satire of Kirk. Because I was honestly surprised when I went back and watched the original series. I guess it was last year now. Like, he does a great job. Like, he's a good actor. William Shatner is so charismatic in that. And he's like, he takes it seriously and he sells it. It's a shame that Shatner sort of become a caricature of himself. But you go watch him in in his youth and his power right there. He's so... Good. You, I was amazed. I was like absolutely. waiting for it to be super corny and weird, but he's very convincing yeah. as a leader. You were like, okay, no, I see, I see why this works. Um, because we, I, I am so used to seeing like the Family Guy, like yeah. and stuff Ridiculous. like that, where it's literally a joke now. Or Galaxy Quest and such, where it's completely where they. But even Galaxy Quest, he was a better leader than yeah, than, Kirk. than what you expect Kirk to be based yeah. on like pop culture, and then like really watching it. it like it was nuanced and like Absolutely. meaningful. It, I was I was shocked at how good they were. Yeah, I was like I was like waiting. I was like with the popcorn, like ready to make fun of it, as because I'd already watched um, TNG and I'd watched all a bunch of other stuff, and so I was like, oh, go back and watch the original series. And I started, and I was like, "Oh, some, this is cool." Some of the, but some of them are better than others. I mean, certainly yeah. the triple one oh. is, is the pinnacle. The I love triples. Because, because I love Deep Space Nine and I'd already loved Deep Space Nine. That was the first one I ever really watched. And the Tribble episode and the way it ties in with Deep Space Nine, when I went back and watched the actual original Tribble show, um, I was like, oh, they're right around the corner. Oh, Dex is right there. Oh, but they weren't really there, but in my head, again, and they're there. So. I just love, it, it gave Shatner a chance to do his comedic chops. There's a bit where he's standing there under a pile of dribbles so that smirk on his face and they're like, yeah. on his head. <laughs> and and he, so he does this res- restrained, <laughs> will somebody and- please close the door? <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I've never, it's not like I'm like, Star Trek has to be a serious no, yeah. discussion. of No, like, Star Trek has always had an undercurrent of comedy. Yeah. And it's always had the ability to tell an interesting story and have moments of cool action stuff happen. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. All and right. if a so, giant alien spaceship from centuries in the future comes through a portal and blows up a ship in which Kirk's parents were... His mom was literally in labor. Yeah. And then... Where did they go for 20 years to let Kirk grow up? Did they just, they're like, oh no, we, we're not going to go tell the Romulan homeworld that they're in trouble ahead of time. No. Or give them crazy advanced technology to rule the galaxy in yep. the future. We're just going to fuck off to nowhere space and wait for 20 years and then come back and well, be like, mm, I'll, I'll tell you where they went. The, the, Never mind. The Ionic portal, <laughs> portal opened up and they fell into that plot hole. They did, yeah. They yawned and got yeah. lost. <laughs> Not a black hole, but a plot hole. A yawning yeah. portal. All right. Email where are we? The third. Where are we? Yeah, Greg. Me, there we go. Yeah. I was right. on the wrong page. I don't know. Okay, keep going. I'm, okay. I'm with you. Greg in Virginia asks what we listen to. Dear Jackers, I'm a member of several tabletop RPG groups. I do this a lot. I do tabletop RPGs, not tabletop RPGs. Um, In various social medias. And there's always someone asking for recommendations on good 
podcasts to listen to. I've had four hours of sleep and a lot of ciders, so awesome. As a longtime faithful listener, I always suggest Happy Jacks, but I've never seen anyone else mention your show. This is why you should leave us good reviews and subscribe to us on... Okay, anyway. It seems like there's a lot of new podcasts out there in the last few years. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. And I've often wondered if you guys listen to any other podcasts, podcasts for entertainment or ideas or just general knowledge. For full disclosure, the only other gaming podcast I listen to is Fear the Boot. Also, super old cronies in the RPG space. And that was my commentary. That was not the email. And I only learned about them because of the weird thing you guys had going years ago with traveling to St. Louis to do their oh, laundry yeah. and cut their grass. Which I'm sure was a joke, but I have so many questions about. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> but it was very funny at the well, time. Well, Stu and I, Stu and I <laughs> at the time, we were like the scrappy young. Thank you for your email. Uh, yes, Fear the Boot it's not been, done yet, but yeah. Fear the Boot had been around for a long time and are established. And, and of the of the podcasts yeah, I've listened to, like, like they've been around like six months more. Okay. They seemed really established to us. And so we admired them. It's yeah. something that I listened to. It's something that got Stu into it as well. Fear the Boot was like that. He's like, I can do this if they get, yeah. And so when they asked us to be on their podcast, we're like, what? Yes, but we're going to be like the the new guys and we'll, you know, we'll mm-hmm. mow your lawn so that we can be on it. And they didn't oh. quite, they didn't quite know how to play it. They just wanted to talk to us and we were like, <laughs> yeah. but we admire you guys. So it's like, can we, what if we play it? Like, well, you know, Hey, can we come by and mow your lawn and be on your podcast? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was, uh, it, and it was weird and they're great people and we should probably do another crossover at some point. Absolutely. We've crossed over a couple of times, but, um, and they have, that's, that's my answer already. We're not even done with the email, which is fear the boot. Yeah. I guess it on them, like, Two years ago, three years ago, time has no meaning. But yeah, right. um, yeah, they're still around. They did. Uh, they just did like a leadership change too, though. Everyone was like, "Fear the boot and Happy Jacks are like parallel." It's like uh, maybe, or maybe just people that have been doing it for thirteen over or fourteen years. years. Yeah, I'm a little tired, guys. I'm just gonna set this down for a yeah. minute. <laughs> like, oh, can this? Um, but yes. Uh, by the way, I put my location on the map. And Yay, Kimmy, yes, Kimmy. I can't even say my own name. I haven't <laughs> drunk this much in a long time. I had a baby, and I, I haven't had a lot to drink. Yay, Kimmy. And, like, add that to, like, the four hours of sleep I got. I'm very tired. And, yes, Kimmy. That's my name. I did read the instructions. Please don't yell at me. And stay happy and keep jacking. Greg in Virginia. Yeah, the instructions are this simple, and it bears repeating. <laughs> if you're going to place yourself on the map, do not put... Your address. Yeah. Just your city and state. That's it. State, city. Or region. Like, it will kind of ask for it or imply that it's don't do it because once you hit send, it goes up there for everybody to see. Yeah. That's it. That's the only thing to know. Yeah. Unless you want people that you kind of only sort of know, you know, bothering (laughs) you. I mean, I guess we could start to like make a printable yard sign. If people can put up. Happy Jacks is like, there. It sounds like a great Drive idea. around your neighborhood and see who has them out. Not a good idea. We've had people do that. They're like, someone lives down the street from me. Yeah. Like, they're legit like, I want to know who lives in, like, like right around the corner from me. Geotag them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's me. It's just up the road. <laughs> well, yes, you. I know. Jason's even closer. He's like five minutes from here, but... Yeah, it's 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 been kind of funny. People are like... That, that's the whole reason why the whole B-team even found these guys at fair yeah. was 
Because, like, we were listening, and then a story came about going to our local gaming store, Game Empire, yeah. that was literally a two-minute walk from Rob's apartment. I was going to say, Rob lived, like, at yeah. the time, because the game store moved, right? It was yeah. like, you could he could look at the parking lot from his... Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we would walk over there and game and stuff, and it was like, oh, these guys are local. like Very. And then <laughs> Stu started putting the songs at the end, and it was like, oh, I know these I know guys. Yeah, guy. yeah, okay. So, yeah. Maybe route yard signs is a thing. <laughs> I mean, you never know. All right, so uh, other stuff we listen to or watch. Yeah, the full disclosure for me is, and it's, I'll just say this now and tag out, which is that of the podcasts I listen to, the RPG podcast, Fear the Boot is the only one, and I don't even really listen to podcasts that much. And I only listened to a couple of them for a while when I had a longer commute, but mm-hmm. my commutes aren't that long. I don't do a podcast when I get home, and I, I, I just don't, I don't like to listen to other RPG podcasts too much because sometimes I might steal their ideas or even some of their opinions because mm-hmm. sometimes they're, they're so well phrased and I, I find myself parroting and I'm like oops mm. that's that was their opinion so I it's easier if I just don't listen to them so I don't accidentally start quoting them that makes sense I I would put a strong recommendation on 12 sided stories yeah there are our local friends uh, they're like we were we were like playing back and forth on Twitter the day we were like we're not sibling podcasts they're not like our sister podcast but we're like cousins like very yeah, close yeah. related cousins like we sh- we show up at the same family reunion hundred percent and we're like hey great to see you right but it's it's Pooja and Jay and Mac runs yeah, and, yeah it's like yeah. we share a lot of people uh, but. If you're maybe looking... we're like maybe we're like exes, like like the people who've dated the same people, but like no, no not like angry exes. Now you're making it weird. I am. I'm weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little drunk. No, I think to me it's more like they're friends of our friends. I get that. And so like we all end up at a party, and mm-hmm. it's like, hey, good to see you. Hey, but yeah, yeah. that person you're at the back. We yeah, used yeah. to call backyard friends. Yeah, or or if anything, we're we're the like weird people that show up at the party totally. that are just all ah, all over the place, and they're super well and they're super well and groomed like, yeah. and wearing a tuxedo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they're 100%. like, "What do you think I am, Lemon, a farmer?" Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, Wes is Wes is yeah. very high production value on their yeah. shows. So if you're looking for Sorry. a forty five minute, just get through some story, nice discussion, that's professionally it. edited. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like their their sound effects, the whole thing. Their shows are fun to listen to. Yeah, I enjoy listening to that because it's something I can put in my ear while I do drudgery. Right, like I can't stand to, to do laundry, but I can make it bearable by engaging my brain in something else. Yeah. Um, generally, my podcasts that I listen to are okay. I'm going to be a white woman mom stereotype. I love true crime. Oh, so I listen to true crime podcasts all the time. When it's RPG related, I generally am supporting my friends on streams, so watching them, and I love I love seeing my friends succeed. Um, so I really like watching um, uh, uh, Saving Throw Show. Um, so many amazing people on that. I've been on that, um, and also one that I've recently found is Q Times, but it's spelled weird. It's spelled like the British line, like Q-U-E-Q-U-E-U-E-U-E-U-E-U-E, through the whole thing. Um, but they have some really awesome shows and a lot of, like, very, like, a big variety of content. Um, so I've really enjoyed kind of getting to know them in their community recently, too. So, and, oh, I recently started listening to um, Gaming MBS, which was kind of like, 
like they used to be listeners of ours and fear the boot. And then they kind of started their own podcast. Cause that's like what our fans do is like, I love happy Jack so much. I'm going to start my own podcast about gaming. Um, so that's been really fun. Kind of like getting back in touch with them and like thinking about the old, the old days. And like, I, like I was talking about, um, the RSS feed on, on one of a discord the other day and they were like oh yeah i remember when you had to switch the rss feed years ago and like everybody it was like a big deal and all these things i'm like oh i forgot about that yeah so like all these weird things that we've forgotten that are like so interesting that what people remember it's funny that you get invited to be on other people's podcasts i don't think anyone's ever asked me to be on the other (laughs) podcast well because you're not on social media yeah, if you ever checked the actual or real stork or whatever it is the genuine stork, genuine stork genuine that's stork what it is on instagram it's which isn't me because apparently everybody but me has a has a password i don't know what's password password that. <laughs> am, am i still taking pictures of food <laughs> i don't know i think Sue's moved on so i and i lost once, the password like once i didn't finger. bite once i didn't like get I aggravated and take it from him he was like no he's not gonna he no he just he's a limited attention span for anything no matter how entertaining it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't have time for social media. I don't work in an office. It's just yeah. like, it's like, I, my phone dings enough. I'm up on a ladder looking at it, people glaring at me. Sorry, it's the wife. I've got to take this. <laughs> Can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, no. We finished the email. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. Well, that was our first Every- show in the yeah. new studio. We yeah. did it. And again, nothing's like, on fire. I know nothing's burning. We didn't lose connection, I, as far as I can tell. Um, so yeah, but again, like we're still working on sound treatment and stuff. We we know the room is super live right now, so there's a slight echo that will go away. And a cricket. other things like that. Hmm? And a cricket. Oh God, there's so many crickets. <laughs> yeah. North Hollywood. Like, yeah, I know. Anybody who lives in the valley knows the cricket problem. They're they're everywhere, yeah. People that people who aren't from LA, they think this place is a big concrete jungle. It kinda of is. But, but with crickets. Well, but there's raccoons and coyotes and opossums and lots and lots of birds and lots and lots of insects. The place is teeming with wildlife, even though it's a major metropolis. It's very strange. Bears. The bears. The bears. Deer. So it's um it's it's funny, you know, here we are in LA and we're like Erica's being super mean to me in the chat room. She's just like, the only issues I can't hear anyone. I think you've all been muted for an hour. And like, I'm drunk enough that I like panicked. And I was like, wait, everyone's been replying to what we've been saying in the chat room. So obviously, but it just took me a little bit too long to like put those things together. So it is Erica, April Fool's Day. Too. Oh my goodness. It's yeah. April Fool's Day, Erica. Oh yeah, it's April Fool's yeah, Day. Thank you. Oh, I survived in elementary school on April Fool's Day. So everything's fine. That's the other reason I decided to get drunk tonight. All right. <laughs> So thank you for joining us for season 30, episode one, the first one in our new studio. My name is Kimmy. I'm Kadev. I'm Kastork. (laughs) All right. And again, if you like Happy Jacks, please make sure you've actually subscribed or followed and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And we are going to leave you with a song, if everything works. Um, This is going to be Plan B by the Angry Folk Band, a.k.a. Stu. And you can find it at angryfolkstudio.com. Thank you much, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Now I'll take the left and you take the right. The road will stick to the shadows and remain out of sight. Let the wizard do the talking. His intelligence is the best. 
Then we'll all take on the boss man while the fighter takes the rest. Oh, we had this good idea. Well, it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. When we get in the airlock, our weapons will be hid. After decontamination, head nonchalantly to the bridge. Let the traitor do the talking, his fast talk is the bomb. Then we'll all ready our weapons and tell the crewmen to be calm. Oh, we had this good idea. Well, it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Well, let's load up the 50 cows and slip through the portal gate. And when we see old Squidface, tell him he has met his fate. The professor will read the banishing spells, his mythos is highest of all. And we'll all make our sanity checks, and Cthulhu, he will fall. Oh, we had this good idea, well, it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Good idea. Well, it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Oh, we had this good idea. Well, it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B.